This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the Sunday special episode of the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Uh, we, we love a Sunday special, right, Jordana? We do. And, you know, we are so dedicated to bringing you of the moment um, updates on what's going on in the dating world that this is an emergency last minute recording um, to make yes. sure that we can get it out. Uh, for our Sunday episode about the viral TikTok sensation that is West Elm Caleb. Um, I'd like to say also that for the first, up until like yesterday midday, I thought it was West End Caleb, like some guy who lived on the West End. Um, I, I keep, I, 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 I realize my own age every time I go West Side Caleb, uh, West End Caleb. I, I sound like my mom. Westville with, Caleb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden you're like, I, you know, it's been a while since I've been to Westville. I love their sides. You know, like you just turn into your mom right away with these things. Exactly. Like, um, yeah. I made, it made me think about like uh, replacing my coffee table when I when I found out the real name. <laughs> But we're going to have Maddie explain, Maddie of, of Gen Z, explain exactly <laughs> what happened. But before we get into that, Jared, you've got some shows coming up. Let's, let's tell the audience where they can see you. Let's get into the business before we get to the business. I'm going to be in Philadelphia this weekend. Uh, tickets are already selling uh, pretty well, so get on that. Bring the group chat, Philly. Uh, then I'm in Oxnard, California, Brea, California, Los Angeles, Sacramento, Miami, Hartford, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Omaha, Columbus, Providence, Nashville, and um, I just added Denver. So that is... Uh, that's exciting. I've never done a stand-up show in Denver. So I'm going to be doing stand-up in Denver, jaredfree.com. Uh, the link for Denver might not be up there yet. I just found out about it today. So jaredfree.com for tickets. But keep checking. I, 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 you know, keep checking. Keep, yeah, keep the refresh going. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I'm not excited to talk about the. Are you ex This trend happened very quickly, as things do. And Maddie's going to give us the full timeline of events so that – Everyone knows from which we are speaking as yes. new things come out because you never know what happens with these things. This is, you know, and we're talking about, you know, West M Elm Caleb has become a hashtag of sorts. You know, I don't to me, it represents more about dating and how kind of fed up people are with dating. Like there's a bigger story. And this isn't if you came here to hear people just wreck someone. Right, I, I don't. don't think I'm not going to do that, that from us. I I know, and and but I think if you're new to this podcast, because I think this is going to obviously we're doing this because it's going to get shared around a lot. But we also, you know, you and I have talked about dating, for, you know, and modern dating. It's exactly what we talk about all the time. This yeah. is what we talk about. This is our wheelhouse. We're not. I don't feel as though we're jumping on a trend when we're the U Up podcast and we deal with. But I I do want to acknowledge that we're talking about this because. It brings up bigger themes. It brings up and and it's just in watching how it developed. I'm like, I'm not excited to talk about it because it's the whole thing's icky to me. The whole thing, right? And well, <laughs> you know, I have to say, as a woman, I have less fear of talking about it. 
because, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not in the position of someone who's ever been this kind of aggressor. Um, although, again, <laughs> I've done my own dating things that I've done wrong in dating that I'm sure if you polled 30 to 40 men that I've been on dates with, they mm-hmm. could probably come up with a similar string of things that I've done that are questionable. Sure. <laughs> and, and you know, it starts at like, this guy's uh, sending unsolicited dick pics. And I'm like, okay, I don't do that. And then it goes to <laughs> this guy, you know, and then it goes to this guy and I talked on a dating app and he goes to me on the dating app before we even met. And I'm like, well, I've definitely done that. You know, right. like, so, you know, I think male, female, but let's get into the timeline. Maddie, why don't you explain to us and the listeners at home who have no idea what the hell we're talking about, um, <laughs> uh, what exactly happened? Okay. So if you don't know what we're talking about at all, it's because it's largely taking place. I think it's spread a little bit now, but largely on like New York dating TikTok. So Mm. a lot of people across the country who like don't need to do with New York makes sense that they wouldn't know what is happening. But basically the first video that was posted, this girl, her username is at meme shoe. She made a video like kind of just making a dating joke about like, oh, great first date, I'll never see him again, with a TikTok noise in the background, like something we would repost on our Instagram account, like it was just funny. Totally, like no names in the video itself. I didn't even read the caption the first time I saw it until all this drama happened. But in the caption, she says something like, sorry, Caleb, you were too tall for me anyway. Then all these people start commenting on the video saying, is this about West Elm Caleb? Now, she doesn't even know who West Elm Caleb is, But she starts seeing all these comments and hearing all these people talk about West Elm Caleb in her comments. And then she sees another video from this other girl, Kate Glavin, talking about a date she went on that she thought really well. She was really excited about it. She's like giddy and happy in the video. And the original poster, Meme Shoe, puts two and two together that Kate was talking about West Elm Caleb, the same guy that all these girls are like saying is not a good guy in her comments. So then she makes an additional video to warn Kate and like women dating in New York about West Elm Caleb. She's just like, as like your internet big sister, like, I feel like I need to tell you about this guy, yada, yada, yada. So in this video, this video like blows up too. Kate sees it. Tons of people see it. Tons of people comment like, I matched with him. We message back and forth, all this stuff. Kate posts another video, like, confirming that it was the guy she was talking to, that she wasn't interested in seeing him anymore since he had, like, a shady reputation. But it just, like, blows up from there. And other people are making videos about their experiences with West Elm Caleb. And now it's, like, people in different cities are, like, who's the West Elm Caleb of D.C.? Who's the West Elm Caleb of L.A.? Like, let's expose them. Like, it's become, like, this huge metaphor and hashtag for, like, a lot of different dating behavior like some of it like the big things he's accused of for like ghosting people like love bombing people then ghosting them like i saw a lot of people talking about like canceling dates last minute to me like the worst offense was the unsolicited dick pics but i really only saw one video accusing him of that that to me was like the most shady gross thing other than that like i think obviously love bombing ghosting not great but it's not like a criminal offense so but a lots of people jumped on this basically to say, like, I matched with him. We exchanged a couple messages. And then, you know, we had we didn't talk after that, which was the least offensive. Right. Yeah. Aside from the the unsolicited dick pics, which is 
creepy and weird and I would say highly discouraged. The rest of it does seem like it could be any other guy in New York, which is why I was a bit confused when it became a thing because it didn't even become a thing because of the dick pics. That came later. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. So it became a thing because of like the, you know, the ghosting kind of thing. Right. Well, it it became a thing because like, the more people started talking about it, the bigger it got. Then people go, well, I went out with that guy. I have a weird story that I'm going to tell. And it's like, I think the one thing before the dick pic was that he had slept with a woman and then had a date set up for that night with a different woman. Right. And that was kind of the, that was the beginning, the the person who actually went on the date with him. And to me, that's not that big of a deal because I think that, Unless you have a discussion with someone that you're exclusive, like that can be happening. It might feel again like it feels a little icky the idea of like mm. doing that, but I, I can't say that I haven't done that personally. Yeah, I, I, it's hard because like you know, we, and to the listeners, we tried reaching out to people who made these videos and to have them as a guest on the show, and they're, they're receiving her death threats and horrific comments and. That's horrible. Like no one deserves that. And you know, uh, this isn't to, this isn't blaming them, but I'm saying when something gets extreme, it produces extreme in in all directions. And it's it's all kind of scary and it's all icky, but it's like, you know, and anyone can come in here to this conversation right now and go, you know, and and take the moral high ground of being like and but dick pics and get them out of here and it's like that's not the conversation i mean obviously anyone can come in here and and do that but it's this conversation is is really about like you know this podcast is all about like creating better buyers like the idea that you like there's one video in particular where the woman is like she's talking about how she texted with him and he's like she's like he's obviously love bombing and then she's like and then we went out and it's like okay well you well, saw the love bombing and you went and you stepped over it. And it's like, I, 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 I'm not blaming her, but I'm also saying like, if you know it, wh- right. at what point are you turned off? And, and, and I do think the reason Caleb becomes a memeable guy is he's outside of the normal NYC dude. He is a, he is a, a creative with a job, with health insurance. He's not the regular bro finance vest wearer. That's why he's memorable. He's sharing playlists. You know, like he's doing things that check a certain box. And I also think the reason so many videos are made of him is because certain types of women are into that guy. A woman who might have a daily TikTok video where she's creative and she's attracted to a creative who, you know, makes furniture. You know, like these all kind of, they all go together. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick and ugh, out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. 
It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And I mean, I think it was like, it's kind of like, I feel like the, the girl who posts about going on the date with him, who was like excited about it. I think that's sort of another thing about it too. And then she gets called by the other girl, like giddy and naive, right? Is that, I don't want to quote exactly. Naive and that. stupid, actually. Naive and stupid, right. She said it really? in a nicer way than that. But like, she was like, I recognize that girl because that was me when I used to be naive and stupid. So pretty brutal. And I think that's another part of it because there's this sense of like, especially in New York, I think a city where like, it's already kind of a cynical city. It's not like a super Mm -hmm. friendly city. Right. And so, especially when you're dating, when you're young, there's this excitement and like, maybe, you know, you're not like a love bombing expert where you're like, okay, like this guy is like into me and like, Mm -hmm. I'm excited about him. And I'm like, um, into this and I'm not going to be like oh he's never going to call me like there is like and yeah maybe that's a little naive but it's kind of like it's also like hopeful um yeah and so I think Uh, there's this line between like also like these girls who especially when you're younger and you're going on these dates and like you're excited about them and then just sort of like the loss of innocence of being like okay like the part that I relate to is like this guy who I thought we were having a great time with I thought he was really into me um Mm. is actually sleeping with a ton of women and texting every Mm -hmm. woman the same thing that he's texting me. Um, And I now look like this loser um, because I was into him. And so it's like, should I never Mm -hmm. be into a guy again? Or should I never like share? Should I never tell? It's also like, there's this thing about women who they don't tell their, you don't like to tell your friends or your parents about someone you're dating. Cause then you don't want to look like this girl who's like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Seems like she's like overly invested in a guy who doesn't care about her. And I think that's really like the sad part of the West Elm Caleb type guys who, you know, are pretending they're really into you and maybe going on a few dates with you and like acting like they're really excited. Like that's the sad part to me about that. Yeah. yeah, And dating apps, you know, are a tool to create that type of person. Like, you know, like dating by by numbers. Yeah. By, you know, but I've said this before, dating apps are like a super serum that turns someone from just a regular Joe to a stud. You, to be as active as Caleb was, and listen, I don't think, when people were like, look at how many people he's talking to, how, who has the time? I wasn't surprised by the amount of people. You're on a dating app. You could match with 20 people a week, have 20 different conversations that are very similar. That and especially right. with people being like, "Look, it, he goes to me before we dated." I, I, I'm not surprised by the numbers of people, especially because he's a, he's a specific dude. Like he's memorable, you know, like the name, the job, it all kind of is a a memorable thing. And I'm I, with you. Yeah. 
the height, you know, that was a big part of it. And, and, but I'm with you where I do understand the disappointment. I do understand where she's totally right. Like I'm excited about a date to have someone come in. I think if this stopped at, if someone, if she had just made her video and was like, I'm excited about this date. It went well. And she posts a lot about dating. So like there's a reason she's, po- it's not like she just right. got so excited. She and posts she about says, she po- I'm six feet. She clearly likes guys who are taller than her. I'm yes. 16. Dating, she says dating is hard for me, be, partly yes. for that reason. And so that adds to her excitement level. Well, that's what adds into, you know, dating a checked box or dating someone, the actual person. You know, like right. a creative who's tall, who's not the everyday dude who knows playlists and can make a good playlist. Wow. Like nothing else he does matters. I don't care that he just said, I love you before the first date or that he sent a dick pic. I'm going to keep trying, you know, and it's like that kind of plays I think, into it. Well, I don't know if he's like, I don't know if he's saying I love you, but he's basically saying I'm really excited. And I'm, sure. you know, I, I think one girl wrote that he wrote like, I want to do coffee, not like meet up with you and your friends because I'm like in it for real or like I'm in it. I'm looking for something. And like that's our that's our classic definition of a fuck boy. Right. Yes. Pretty much. I'm in it. I'm in it for real is like, like, come on. Like, don't like, write. You know, like, that's what I'm saying. Cause he's I, not, it's deceptive. That's why, you know, it is deceptive. And that's why when we do, when we read texts on this, like I, you know, I see it right away. I'm like, well, that's not mm-hmm. something I would ever say. That's something that like is way too far ahead. That's not something, you know, why is he saying these things to convince you into them? Like, right. And would a younger version of yourself potentially perhaps, do that in not again in like a I'm trying to like hurt these people but in a way of like I know that I think girls want to hear this and so I'm going to tell them that because it'll just like increase my chances of having sex ah you know I and I'm I I give that exasperated uh because I'm like I I hope not but then you go I think everything I think there's a lot of things people say to be just cordial that that you know I think excited to see you is different than I'm not that type of guy. You know, like when you right. start like saying, you know, I, I think like I'm excited for the date tonight. That's a nice thing to s- I know that that's a nice thing for someone to hear. You know, like yeah. I saying here's that a Spotify really... playlist that I made just for you. Never done that. I can I can, I can say that with doesn't with, seem uh, like your kind of move. confidence. Not my move. But I, I you know, it, it's. When I read, when I saw the text that he was sending, I was like, oh, this is a douchebag. You know, it, it didn't really. What was he saying in those texts that you're referring to? Just like the, what you're referencing. Like, um, I want to have a coffee date because I want to, this is for right. real. And it's like, I mean, if, 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 if this person was like, I, I'm excited, then the, the person responds, hey, I just want to warn you, I've been on dates with this guy. This these three these things happened, and I'm recognizing things he's saying. If it stopped at that, I would go. This is a win. That's what this podcast is. Right. It's like hey, this podcast isn't about apologizing for the people who do bad out there. This is about this podcast is about going. This is four things to be warned about. These are be forewarned. The guy who texts, I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> is maybe one of those guys and you know we can only control our own behavior we can't control the behavior of the outside world and you know that takes a little bit of bloom off the rose for some people i understand that but it's like 
I I I think that this criminalization of douchebaggery is a little bit yeah tough I mean to swallow. Taylor Loren said this in her TikToks, which I agree with, is that like the punishment does not fit the crime. Like this guy is like is like not someone you'd want someone that you know to necessarily be dating, but he doesn't deserve to have his life destroyed. Like none of yeah. the offenses well, to me are like never, and he will never work again in this town. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then people are like, he'll never find a date. He's going to find a date. Like I roll my eyes at that. Like there's someone that's like, I can fix him. That person exists. He, you know, and, and there's someone that hears from someone. He wasn't great to me and goes, well, that was you. I'm, Different, right. and that happens all the time too. I mean, if the thing is, like, if if someone said to me they got a job working for Ellen, I would say, "Oh, I've heard that she's an asshole." Like before it came out that she was an asshole, like that used to go around. People would say okay. that, like, "Oh, Ellen working for her is difficult because I've heard she's a dick." Like that was like a rumor. But you'd and still work. You would someone go, would still work there. Right. Someone would still work there, and they would go acknowledged. I don't mind working for a dick. I, one person's dick is another person's like, you know, asset in in a working scenario. I, maybe I like that type of relationship, that work relationship where it's not personal. And to others, they would go, I don't think I can handle that. Or to others, they would go, well, let me see how I can handle it. Right. And I think that this whole thing, like, like I'm not like apologizing for Caleb. It seems like he's done, you know, he's acted wildly, but it, you also go, this guy's doing his own version of emotional bu- bumper cars, trying to figure himself out on these dates and what he likes and what he's into. But I, I, I think the, the idea that like Caleb isn't within every internet dater is to me to some a extent. little bit, to some extent. I, you know, there's levels because because it's been stretched so far out on a, such a wide spectrum of what he's been called out on. Now it's included everyone. And the the waters are muddied. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, I agree. It's like a, it's not a black and white thing. I think the idea, and again, I think, like, how old is Caleb? Do we know? 25. He's 25. Okay. That seems, that checks to me. He's 25, yes, all, dating 23 okay. year olds. This is a very, like, and, like, I guess to, to us, and maybe to a lot of people, even in that age range, it's kind of like, yeah, this happens. This isn't like, Sure. This isn't that weird. But maybe if you're starting out dating again and you're like Mm -hmm. earnestly and like excitedly trying to date, like just like anything else, when you first start doing it, you don't really know what the signs of like people to avoid are or the signs of like this is like not actually not a good sign. It seems like a good sign, but it's actually not. So I think it's also like a generational thing in that way where it's like you and I who are like in our 30s are looking at this like yeah, this happens all the time to like people we know and maybe mm. that we've been part of ourselves to some extent in some way, shape or form or I've encountered someone like this. Um, but I do think if you're just starting out dating in New York, which I think a lot of these young <laughs> TikTok people are, it can be like, <laughs> oh, wow, like there's this kind of guy around. It's like, yeah, there's this kind of guy everywhere. Yeah, and that's hard to do because then you end up like defend. It sounds like we're defending him, which we're not. I I don't believe we are. We're just saying like, it's raining out. Bring your umbrella.
There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles set. Plus I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. You know, some of this gets, what happens on TikTok is, you know, people jump on trends. You know, it starts as, like, I do believe it started in a great place. Hey, I had a bad experience. Be warned. And then it goes right. to a whole nother place and people call what they're doing, you know, feminism helping. and ta- right. helping and, and knocking down the patriarchy when really they're like softening the real help. You know, like there's someone that like needs to hear like, hey, this is a dick pic sender. And then that gets muddied with, hey, he ghosted before we even met on a dating app and everyone goes, well, that's not bad, <laughs> you know, like and. You go, that's and kind of what happens on a dating app. All right. And there's no real excuse for like publishing this person's um, like real name or dating app pictures to be like torn apart or any of that stuff. Like to me, that's beso- like that's not helpful. And mm. also like, I don't know. I just find that to be like, again, like we're going to take we as a society are going to like destroy this person's life. Like if you think about all of the things that have been done to women over the years. 
Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. in like the reverse aspect and how like terrible and horrible that is. Like, I don't think that just because someone's a man that makes it okay or someone because someone like used manipulative dating practices, I don't think that we need to completely like, you know, ruin their public image. Well, well then I, I'll, I'll take it out of the gender. I do believe based on, especially based on everything he's been called out for, quote unquote, um, everybody's done some version of what he's been called out for. You know, the talk on a dating app and then disappear before the date, like male, female, I don't believe that's a an only male thing. Right. Um, but I, but th- that type of behavior, you know, then it becomes... I don't he, know. I he's hate a, he's a bad dater. I would say he's a he's not yes. someone you would want you someone that you liked to be dating. No, because absolutely not. But it, right. But but I guess what I'm I guess what I'm kind of rambling into is that you know the idea that you found the perfect person that did that isn't a Caleb to someone else is fraught. Totally. You, you know, like you know the the idea that your boyfriend. Never did any, was never like this. You know what I mean? You're dealing with someone else's Caleb right now. So like I, I, so some of these high horse arguments where like a married woman comes on and is like, let me give you the timeline on this piece of shit. And you're like, get out of here. (laughs) You know, like your husband's at the country club looking at people going marriage sucks. You know, like, you know, like you're a different type of Caleb. There's a spectrum, yes. and I don't think all offenses are created equal. I would say the dick pic thing, pretty far That's an to the yeah. uh, to the offensive side of the spectrum. Um, I'm with you. Going talking to people on dating apps and then canceling last minute. I've done that. I mean, not mm-hmm. like the cleanest, best thing you would ever do, but not like the worst thing. I mean, what else did he do? Um, well, wake, with- waking up in a waking up in a woman's bed and then going on a date with a different woman. Yeah, there's some gray in that. There's some like ickiness to that. That's something again, like you just you said in the beginning. Like I wouldn't want to hear that. Like right. I wouldn't want to like you know. But you know, a lot of things that happen in dating are people unsaid. date multiple people at once. That's kind of like it's the thing. Happening. And unless you've and unless you've discussed that not being the case, I don't think. And again, like I think the I think the bad part that he's done is that he's led these women to believe that he's looking for something serious and that, um, you know what I mean? That he values them higher than I think that he does value them and that he respects them Mm -hmm. more than he probably does respect them. So to me, that part, again, more towards the bad side of the spectrum. Um, But some things are like not that big of a deal. And I bet a lot of these women who are posting these videos have done those things to an extent. So And and let me also say... You know, there's a lot to be made. Some people are saying, and I think Taylor Lorenz, who you mentioned before, she's kind of saying like, he's not the same as like a CEO using his power. I will admit, men do have power on these dating apps. Like, yeah. they were created, they were created, like he is in a position of power. That's the reason this has become a and- fun thing for people to kind of like dance on because they were the apps were created by men They and I and they were created by men with low social abilities 
to create a world where they wouldn't run into awkward moments and they could find out if a woman finds them attractive or not. And then they can start dancing on the tight wire because they know someone thinks they're attractive. That's why men get lazy on these apps. That's why, you know, Bumble where you say hi first is like kind of a window into like, oh, she likes me and she wants to say hi. That's a better buyer. You know, like these and are, also, pa- men are in the power position. So I, I, I will admit to that. Right. And another reason they are in the power position is that the default on dating apps is that people are there to date. Right. So, and I think that like, if you're not, then like, then you, in the sense you have more power in that way, just in itself. Like if you're not, like if you're on the thing, sort of like, if you're on the dating app and you're not immediately like, yeah, I'm just looking to have a good time or I'm just looking to hook up. Yeah. Then the default is that like, if I went on a date with a guy on a dating app, I would assume he's looking to date. Mm -hmm, To mm -hmm. me, that would be the assumption. Maybe that would be a false assumption. But to me, the dating app is sort of like, we're going on this date to and go out. And the guy's response to that would be, of course I'm looking to date the right person. You know, right. they're, they're, you know guys don't go- give up. You know, guys don't really, gen- generally, you know, when, when someone says, what are you looking for? Well, I'm looking to, you know, have fun and date. And if the right person comes along, I'm ready for a relationship. And that's kind of like their get out of jail free card because. But that's not even how know, he's dating and, though. This guy, I think Caleb, in his conversations, he's acting as if he's looking for something serious, but he's not even admitting to, you know, I'm here to have fun, and if something right comes along. He's saying everyone's right that came along. You know, that's where his... Right, well, that's the issue, that's what I'm saying. That's the issue. Yeah, that's the issue. Like, I can... I mean, this girl didn't get ghosted by him because she didn't date him long enough, but, like, doesn't... I think the idea that she was so excited about this person and felt so hopeful about them, and then, like, the chances are... He was just going to stop answering her mm-hmm. makes him to be out to be like kind of a guy who doesn't give a shit about anyone, which is not oh, a great guy. Totally. And and <laughs> I, I, I'm with you, but that not a great guy. Like, I do believe in retribution. Like, maybe he goes and gets therapy and figures himself out. And yeah, he totally. realizes he realizes the dating apps are not playing to his best you know, you know his best qualities. Like, you know, some people, the, the dating apps aren't for everybody. Just like some people can have a drink and some people can't have a drink. You know, like it, I think dating apps are kind of in that same vein that you can be addicted to them. You can be addicted to the attention. You can be addicted to having people like you and not going on the dates. So, you know, we always talk about like, why did the match happen and no date? It's like, well, some people are there to get matches, you know? And right. I think if you're, you know, going back to the power thing, where it's like if you're a woman who's there assuming everyone's there to date, you're also dealing with societally so much other stuff. Your friends are getting married. There's a clock ticking of sorts. You know, I want to have a kid. This is all. Your your parents are on top of you. This guy, Caleb, probably has no one even asking him about his dating life. They're just like, you know, just especially. Co-workers at West Elm. Yeah, the, the West Elm co-workers, the married men are like, so what's it like being on a dating app? It must be fun. Like, that's the interactions a man has in the dating world, which is, you know, that actually gives you power because you're in no rush. You're fucking chilling. So he's taking advantage of things that if I'm giving him benefits of any doubt, which I don't think he deserves in this moment, but if you're going to give him benefit of the doubt, he may not even realize the social implications of, like, what the people on the other end of the app are dealing with. Right. Like the people he's potentially hurting. 
by acting yes, this I, way. Yes, and pursuing. Like, just like you said in the beginning, and it was such a good point, the not bringing it up to friends who you're seeing because of the embarrassment that could come out of it. And it's, well, it's like what that girl just did to that other girl, I think, where she was like, where she said, she said what everyone's worst fear when talking about a guy they're seeing is at the brunch table is that the other girls at the brunch table are like, this she doesn't video. even know what's <laughs> like, like there's yeah. no way this guy is going to be like her boyfriend or there's no way, you know mm. what I mean? Like, and again, we talk about this all the time where there's this line between like, I'm informed and I'm like an educated consumer of dating apps and of dates. And that's where you want to be. But like, there's also like, does that mean you can't get really excited, potentially like overexcited? Yeah. Or does that mean, does that ever justify sort of a potentially bitter attitude of like, this guy says he's going to call, he's not going to fucking call or something. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be either person. You don't want to be seen as like the naive idiot who's like going on and on about some guy who's sleeping with six other people. Sure. And you don't want to be like bitter New York girl who like no one wants to go on a date with because she's been around the block and she knows what you're up to. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. It's difficult. I mean, I watched all these videos and like the whole thing was just like made me sad. And then you start thinking like, ah, uh, you know, I, you know, you go, I've talked to people on dating apps and disappeared too, right. you know, and, and you go, oh, am I this guy? And it, you know, and you see kind of the worst parts of yourself when you hear other people talk about, well, I dealt with him and we went on a date and he said he had fun and then he didn't call again. It's like, yeah, I've done that too. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like I, I you know, I, I don't know. I, I, um, very noticeably, very few straight men have opinions on it. Right. You're the only one. 
<laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, people, I, I, people, two people on Twitter were like, your silence is deafening because we talk about dating all the time. I right. take questions about dating. And when I talk about dating, I try to talk about the icky stuff that makes me sound bad. Like I, I yeah, I, 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 and I think you, you know, we always say, we call this podcast a, the, a place for uncomfortable conversations to be had comfortably. And this is kind of the perfect example of that. And like, I, you know, I thank you as co-host for like, you know, letting me talk about these things without like, oh, Jared. Like I've had that happen a lot where they're like, someone's like, really? And it's like, yeah. No, I, <laughs> right. Which to me doesn't make sense. Cause it's like, why I appreciate that you share those, those not so popular opinions because I think it does, you get insight from them and so you admit you're the first to admit when the opinion doesn't is not like the purest opinion. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I was thinking of, that's what makes it real. What what I was thinking about also was how men swipe versus how women swipe, and it's like, you know, better buyer. Like I was like, you know, the idea of like wondering if she has a job or not doesn't play in, like until right. like six things. You know, you are six swiping. Six dates in or like even like six thoughts in. I'm, I was trying to think of like my but thought does it, process. On does it eventually out. occur? Yes, of course. I mean, okay. but it, it goes like, but like I'm, I was even thinking like moment by moment. Like when I see a picture, it's picture first. And then it's like, okay, you know, what do they do? And then, it, no, then it's like prompts. Then it's like, what do they do? How old are they? You know, then I go down the list of things. And I was like wondering do women, when women swipe, when they like on a dating app, is it as animalistic as I feel explaining that? Because I'm like, because I could see a woman with like, if she's like the most, you know, if I'm attracted and attraction is just, is person to person, you know, my attraction right. is not your attraction. But if I'm like so attracted, that could make me forget about other things. Like I was thinking about this West Elm Caleb guy, because I'm like, does these other things make you forget the love bombing, you know? Right. I don't know if it's so much like the look for, or at least for my speaking for myself. Um, mm. I don't know if like someone's like was ever so hot that I was blinded to every other aspect of like their profile besides that. Like, I do think there's a little bit more in that. There's a sense of like, Oh, like what does he do? And like, does he seem like safe? To an extent. Yes. I mean, well, you know what I mean? There's, well, <laughs> there's that aspect of it the too. I was actually talking about it with a friend before this and that came up. Like, no man thinks of their safety when swiping. Right. And that's a the privilege. Mental safety or physical privilege. safety, yeah. Not, uh, safety isn't even thought of. And I think that's, you, you hit the nail that's on the head. That's a privilege, yeah. That's a privilege. To totally admit it, but it's also why I think a guy like West Elm Caleb feels even more hurtful. This guy presents safe. He's not wearing the fleece vest. He's not working at Goldman. He's not, you know, super cocky dude. He's sending you a playlist that has emotional thought to right. it. Like he's presented safe as a, like he's, he's the sheep, he's the wolf in sheep's clothing. And yes. I think that's what, why people are rallied against him. Like, 
Because then everyone's like, we got to find our West Elm Caleb of DC. And someone was like, yeah, they work at Deloitte. Like they knew right away. But like Deloitte dude is everywhere. He's ubiquitous. You know, like this guy yeah. is different enough and I'm giving him credit, but you know, because of his kind of just, just the stats alone. Yeah, I, I definitely could agree with that. I think that's a big part of it. That's really, the, the, again, like the, the crux of the fuck, fuck boy part of it mm -hmm. is like the pretending to want, like if he, I don't think he would have done anything wrong by like sleeping with someone, going on a date that night, um, mm -hmm. you know, not canceling plans last minute, fine. Like that happens. I think it's, again, the, the, the virality comes from him clearly showing or pretending to mm. to be the safe guy that you just mentioned mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when he's not safe like right it's almost it's funny that's to why, think i mean that's what that's why i always say it's kind of like if you if you have a if you sleep with a guy and then i'd prefer him not text me if he doesn't plan mm -hmm. on asking me out than him text me to make himself feel like feel good and then like i think that he wants more than he does mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i mean i and listen i've been guilty of that you know, yeah, I think this is a bigger somebody, version you know, of that. I, yeah, but, totally. I, yeah. Uh, but I, you know, that's that's easier said than done as well. I can understand that from the guy's point of view. You don't want to be a dick, you know. Like you, you think you're doing the right thing. Like I had, I had a woman write into uh, the podcast. She wrote to me on DM. It was like I get all these passive aggressive breakup texts, and I hate them. I'd rather them ghost. And it's like, well, what do you even fucking do? <laughs> you know, like you know, you. I mean, dad, that I don't agree with. I, I'm, I'm That's with someone you. I'm who like, can you handle a truthful conversation. Also, you have to acknowledge ghosting is quote unquote bad, you know, societally considered bad. So you have to understand why. Right. That is his personal way of not being bad. And it's like, we're all just trying to get through not being bad. We're not trying to be good, great people. We're just trying to be okay people. And, you know, in this guy's totally. scenario, it's an extreme case. But I mean, to me, the lesson learned from this whole scenario, um, and one of them is that, I, I mean, I don't think he's like, oh, we're teaching him a lesson. I think it's more like, no, if we could all just try to be a little more straightforward in our dating lives and a little bit more honest with what we're actually doing, maybe people will feel less hurt. And I think that's all like on an individual basis. That means different things to different people. Um, and, and that goes to the other side, too. Hey, you're talking a little too quick for me. You know, like to yeah. say to someone like, hey, this is all too fast for me. This it is something seems I would do with a boyfriend. Seems inauthentic. Saying those things. And also like saying, asking yourself, do I like him? Not trying to get some. And I, listen, this is the hardest part about dating. I'm guilty of that. Like you. I was always guilty I'm, of that when I was dating. I want people to like me so bad that I'll overlook, do I even like them? And I, right. we've all been there. But I, I hope... That, I don't know. You think this is think this is helpful for people? I feel like our <laughs> some people. If you don't go extreme, sometimes people get mad at you. They're like, "Take a side." It's like there's no side in this other than like the you know, right. We're against dick pics that are unsolicited. You know? <laughs> like, yes, we're against that, and like uh, we're pro more communication in dating from both ends, and against ruining someone's life. And pro being more honest in your interactions while dating. There it is.
Well, <laughs> listen, we solve dating again, as we always say. If you're new to this podcast because someone shared it with you, you know, uh, get subscribed. Tell another friend. Let people know. Make us as viral as West Elm Caleb. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, send this send uh, this to your uh, to your friends and um, let us know if you disagree with our take. That's okay. Or agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see you Wednesday. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.